0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to the Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys, and as always, by my
1: side, Champion Mindset co-host Marcus Pierce. Lawrence Jasper Tam, great to be with you again. This is nice. We're coming back uh, just a week after our previous episode and uh, you got a bit teary last week. How I t- did,
0: man. I uh, got a bit emotional and uh, I got fired up too as well. You so uh, You got
1: angry. You got emotional. You got very inspired and I would like to think everyone listening felt very inspired after um, talking about what drives you, but we weren't going to talk about what drives you on that podcast. <laughs> no, we weren't. I don't know how. I have to re-listen to that episode to find out exactly what happened. Uh, but this episode is uh episode
0: 90 and uh so if you if you uh if you are listening for the very first time, I think it might be wise that you actually listen to the last one first uh before you head
1: to this one. And if this is the first time you ever listening congr- um you know, welcome. Welcome to the Welcome, show. yes. Welcome to the Champion Mind. Um so LT, we were talking about the transformation Process. We were talking specifically about people that have been to the wellness breakthrough and then what happens when they leave such an event but we were talking generally about what happens when you make an intention um, that you're going to change something in your life whether it's with your health, your wealth, your relationships, your career, whatever it is and then how easy it is for the wheels to fall off. Mm. Uh, you were speaking about, say, the old self versus the new self, and how uh, the old self is trying to claw its way back, trying to fight back. But whenever we make a commitment to ourselves, we really are creating a new identity. Uh, and sometimes it's difficult to take that new identity into the other areas of our life. Um, and so I was, I was probably going to pick it up from that point by going, our uh, peer group around us, when we have a new identity, the challenge can be that often uh, our peer group, which has not changed, does not really accept or want to accept the new you, so to speak.
0: Yeah, we discussed that uh, quite a bit actually at the breakthrough. We talked a lot about how you know uh, people don't like you to change, and I think I have discussed this. I'm pretty sure we discussed this on, on Champions Mind episode before. But let's re, you know, recap some of this. Is that uh, one of the things that I've learned over over the over my lifetime, I guess, and uh, I know it's short, but it, it's that your pure groove. Very short. Yeah, very short. Only a third way into it. Uh, but your 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 peer group doesn't like you to change, not because they don't love you, not because they don't care about you, but it's really because they can no longer – once you transform, once you become a different person, when you come back from a weekend like that, you, uh, you basically change. You change in the way you behave. You change in the way you think. You change in your emotions and how you inter- interact with them, how you interact with yourself, how you interact with your family, and also how you interact with the world. And sometimes your worldview changes and that scares them not because you know the typical answer is that because well you know th- they scares them because you moved on no it's not that it's because what drives them is that they have known you for a long time just say they've known you for 10 years and or as your best friend or something and they if you've known someone for that long you know exactly what buttons to push mm. like you know what to push on your best friend right i know what gets you up marcus like in terms of Getting you a little bit riled up and pissed off, right? Not that just, you do very just, often. Yeah,
1: observe, just all you need to do, folks. If you just, if you know that I'm detail oriented, come to me with no details, <laughs> with lots of blanks uh, that are very obvious, and where I was expecting you to have that done. That will that will push my buttons. Whether it's my kids, my friends, my mum, my colleagues, anyone. That that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know.
0: and 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 so the the thing is is that we can and so when you change, right? If you if you're my best friend and you come home and change, all of a sudden now what I'm scared of is not the loss of your identity, is that the loss of me being able to control you. Yeah. <laughs> In that sense. Yeah. And that's a scary thing for me because now I have to find new ways, which is hard work. I just spent the last ten years, right? The last ten years trying to figure <laughs> you out. And now I'm gonna spend <laughs> another, you know, whatever, ten years to try to figure out what other your new buttons and That's you know, overwhelming. That's very overwhelming. And that's why we have the top hoppy syndrome. This is why we have people who, your peers, your friends who love you unintentionally, unconsciously will want you to stay the way you were. And so therefore, when people come home from something like, you know, breakthrough or seminar, whatever, or listening to an Inside Champions Mind podcast, they will go, that's just silly. You know, that's just wrong. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, they will tell you and they will pull you down. That's a
1: load of rubbish. Don't listen to them. They're lying. What won't work. What do they know? They I know you through. better than I yeah. do. They don't have gone through cool. what, I've,
0: what I've gone through, blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, how do you think that people, you know, I don't want to sound too morbid, but how do you feel? I've got my own views here, but how do you feel that people get past that? <laughs> um, people get past it by, well, one or
0: two things, right? One, they they live with that and be okay with it. Number two is some of them, go back to their old selves and let their friends dictate their life and three, you basically remove them from your life and that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Like those are your three choices. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to be brutal. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of three. I'm a big fan of number three as hard as it is. Yeah, but I think as, I, I think th-
0: that's the... Um- you know what I, I find? It, I'm finding this is that as you get older, uh, uh, this is just my, my opinion, but as you get older, we become more selective or well, some people do anyways, become more selective in... Um, in the people they hang out with. And I've t- said this yep. many times, Jim Rohn has said it, you know, a whole bunch of people have said it, that, you know, the, your cl- five closest friends are typically, you know, the average, of, you are the average of your five closest friends. Yeah. So, you know, in, and that's in the sense of relationships, that's in the sense of financial, and that's in the sense of happiness and family and everything else. So if you're not happy with where you are, and we discussed this before, is that basically you got to find new friends. Mm-hmm. and you got to be okay you can't um you know for lack of a better, we're using a baseball term you can't steal second without leaving first base yeah you're taking a foot off of first base and so um i don't even know how to use a cricket analogy but you know to going from one end to the other <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i'm not sure what you say cricket <laughs> i don't follow cricket. so
0: i have no idea what that how you do. but basically you know i'm sure all of you get the point the point is is that in order for you to create a new life or to you know have new opportunities you have to kind of let go some of the old ones on old self and that's what a lot of people did when they left the breakthrough they let go of their old self and they had to leave that leave that old self there if that's yeah. what they wanted to do um everybody has their own choices and um you know it's uh it's the, but that's the that, that's the choice that everybody has to make
1: I still maintain that most of the time, and I, I even look at this if I have on my own life um, as well, but if someone's in your group and they know that you are different or that you've changed or that you've taken your life in a different direction and you know it as well, a lot of the time, they're not going to want to call you and catch up and do all of these things as well. So if you know you're prepared to leave the relationship and, and, and they are prepared as well, it's not a bad thing. A lot of people think that it's a bad thing that they're hurting the other person. You're not. Like That's very ego-based to think I'm hurting them. It's like you don't actually control them. So recognize that if they're not calling you and you don't really have a desire to call them, then just let it be done and move on to the next chapter of your life for the sake of both people, not just for you but for that person as well. Yeah, they can't move on. You know, unless you move on. Like, so
0: yeah. it's like they're responsible. You're responsible for your own... Uh, we talked about responsibility last time, right? That, you know, what drives you and you got to take responsibility for your actions. You got resp- to take responsibility for the actions that you're going to take in the past. and all, Sorry, the actions you're going to take in the future, but also, in the, and also accept the responsibility that you've done in the past. Well, if that's true, right? If that theory is true, then it's that they have to take responsibility for how they react. If you have, you know, decided that, you know, the, unless... They're willing to kind of accept this new you, then you know you're gonna you know be less and less contactable. Then it's their choice and how they react to that, you know. And you can't you can't change, you can't force or help someone think differently. Like you might try, but at the end of the day, they still got to be the one who's got to interpret the world um, based on the circumstances
1: and the environment that they put themselves in. All right, so we've spoken about peer group. I don't think uh, we need to harp on about that because, like you say, we have done a number of episodes on the power of peer group on Inside the Champion's Mind. You brought up a great one-liner on the previous episode, talking about making your rituals habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk from the point of view of someone who has just made a big commitment in their life. They've had a big breakthrough. They've made a, They've set an intention of some some sort, they're going gluten-free or they're changing their career or they're going to exercise five days a week or whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. What What do you think, just based on your own life and it can be either from what you do with CrossFit or what you do with other um, rituals that you have in your life, what do you feel are the greatest, I suppose, um, I'm going to use a word I don't really like, the greatest guarantees to make a ritual habitual? Well,
0: yeah, guarantee is very hard. So... Um, let's talk about two things and they could be actually, um, opposite of each other in a sense when I was just thinking about that when you, when you said it, yeah. um, number one, I think the first thing you need to do is got to go all in. You got to go all in. Yep. Like, it's like, you know what? You got to give everything you got. And once you commit to something, you has got, I'm all in it's in, yep. it's, it's do it or die kind of thing. Like that's the attitude you got to go. It's like playing poker. It's like all the chips are in, Right. <laughs> right? Because if you don't do yeah. it that way, like if you go partially in, it's like you're I'm just slow testing death. the water. It's a slow death. Yeah, it's like, you know what? It's like, yeah, I know. It, that's why you have, you've never tried it. It's because you're yeah. slowly testing the waters. And I've done this. Or I'm sure you have done this. It's like- I do it eh. on the poker table. I definitely do it on the poker yeah, table. Because we're not, I'm not a gambler, so I definitely would do that. I'm right? so bad
1: at it. I don't even know. I just, I don't know, but it's a slow death. I never win and I die really, really slowly.
0: Yeah, well, It's because yeah. we're not willing to risk. And-, and and, and we but you know i'm not saying you need to risk your life okay so let's 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 be that very name. very clear here don't <laughs> you okay? put your helmets on folks and <laughs> yeah i'm not saying like you got to jump out of plane without a parachute here right so all i'm saying is that you got to go all in when you do something when you're going to commit to say you're going to do it you're going to have to give it all like all in every part of your body every cell in your cell because that's the only way you're going to you're going to make sure that it's going to be done when so, it's hard,
1: when it's cold, when you don't want to do it, but you know you've committed to it, that's really when you're talking about, isn't it? When yeah. the SHIT hits the fan and you don't think you've got time or it's the wrong end of the day or someone else has asked you to do something or the kids are ready or you just can't be bothered, Yeah, that's when it's time to be all in. Well, can we talk about um, what we done at the
0: Breakthrough? I don't know. That's yeah, a yeah. Yeah. yeah, so When we, we did a high ropes course, right? Right. So, that's what we did. And one of the things is that you can just see the emotions that certain people, some people are fine with it. Um, I mean, I was fine doing it and I'm not a big fan of heights, but I've done enough that it wasn't as big of a challenge for me. Now that the problem about that, right? The problem is that I don't get as much of a breakthrough, right? Because you've already, because it's not, it's not that challenging. Like it's challenging, yeah, but it's not like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm not going to make it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, But that's that's the problem. Like you, you know, some people might be listening from the breakthrough and be going, yeah, but, you know, I saw some people doing so easy. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the harder that was, the better the breakthrough. Yeah. Right. And um, the easier it was, it's not so much breakthrough. So then they had to find other things. And so the the, the problem, like when you start to go in, like you have to make a decision, like, are you going to do this or not? And there's a lot of hesitations, right? But oftentimes when you actually go all in, like I'm committed to this, I'm going to go all in no matter how scared I am. I'm going to go all in because, but the safety was there, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't risky. I'm saying that's why I say not risk your life, but the safety was there, but the fear, right? When you go all in, you have what, what automatically comes up is fear. Yep. Right. And that's what you got to contend with. It's nothing to do with all the process and all the other stuff. What you got to contend with is the fear. The fear is the
1: fear threshold. It's like a pain threshold and a fear threshold.
0: Yeah, because when you go all in, like you 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 can't go back. So which means that it's me or the fear. So you just get to like you almost basically once you commit, and you want to make things a, a ritual or like a habit, then you got to go all in. And what happens is that you're alone, like you're in this empty room, in this dark empty room, all the doors are closed, no one's around you, and it's only you and your fear, mm. and you got to learn to dance with it. Right. When you learn when we had to go stand on top of that that pole and you have to jump and catch that trapeze, it's just you and your fear. Whether you're going to do it or not, it's you dancing that fear and dancing past it. That's it. And it's imaginary anyways. But that's what it is. No one's going to be able to help you do it. We can, you know, you know, we can kind of talk you through it, but it's still you who have to make that decision to leap, to make that jump, and to actually do it, to take that one extra step. That fear that you dance with is what makes things stick. I think that's that's very important. That's not the only thing, but that's probably one of the most important things. If you're
1: gonna to commit to doing something, go all in. And I think as you say that, I'm writing down here, social proof. So the fact that the more and more people saw more and more other people climbing the high ropes, oh, like a 13 year old
0: blind kid who decided to absolutely. go climb up, like a like a monkey. And uh do it, and you know like and when people see that, I'm like, "Oh my God, what do I have to complain about? Like I'm seriously, like he was amazing, I wasn't even there, but just hearing that, you know was just absolutely mind blowing
1: so a big shout out to Sam Velavanis who who, as l t just said, thirteen years of age, was the first one to climb up the rope's course, and that social proof pretty much withdrew any excuse that anyone had. To go climb the ropes. Yeah. Let's be, let's
0: be fair. It's not because he's a 13-year-old kid, but he's totally blind. Can't see a thing. Okay. He's totally blind. And some people want to say, oh, yeah, that's because he can't see what's going on. I'm sure he can feel it. Yeah. Right. like That's the problem. You can see what's going on, which is your fear. But his fear is he's got. To, he's got to maneuver, climb up this pole, this, you know, this telephone pole, without seeing where the next step is. Mm-hmm. Right of even knowing like where everybody is and the support team that he had. You actually, you know, if you climb that pole, you were able to see all the people that were supporting you and holding you up, just in case you fell. Right, you knew where the ropes were or the you
1: know the wire that you're going to stand on. He didn't. He had to feel his way through. Remarkable, remarkable. So that social proof of having a ritual that other people are involved in can build confidence as well. So you don't feel like you're the only person struggling through something new. So I think any ritual that we enlist ourselves in must have some level of uh, feeling of support or feeling that we are not an alien doing something that no one else has done because anything that we go to do, other people have done before and that really in many respects should give us confidence. But on the flip side, a lot of people feel disempowered if they're struggling through it because they see that other people have done it and and they're struggling to do it.
0: And, and the thing is, is that when you, when you go all in to, like, when I said, that's what I meant by when I said, you know, don't risk, you know, I'm not asking you to risk your life. Here's the thing, right? When you're, when you go all in, you know, like there's not many things in our life that when you go all in, do you actually risking life or death? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. you know, like, can you go on a high road course, like intellectually, like you can justify, like, you can you really tell your brain that this is the safest thing possible? It's probably safer than you driving. Right. It's all there. All the safety, all the precautions are all taken. All the measures are taken. So, like, it's really just that fear factor that you have to overcome. Yeah. And so, you know, there's not many things. I'm sure there's a few things that you would, you know, people do to an extreme level that will, you know, actually put their life at risk to do certain things. I'm not asking you to do that, right? But you do have to commit, fully commit to this change that you want or this change that you're trying to achieve. Um, if you, so that, you know, that you gave it everything. And I'm not just saying like, I gave it all my best. No, I'm like, I'm, you know, that you never, you left. Actually, this is a perfect example. I remember telling people, um, when they were climbing, so we didn't force, we didn't tell force anybody, no one's for got forced to do anything. Right. Some people just climbed halfway. And that was their max. That was, they were comfortable. That with, was their Everest. That, that, was, that was their Everest, right? Some people got all the way through. Some people, you know, didn't even do it. The thing is, right, whatever your, whatever your thought process, what your peak was, my, 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 my job as the coach down there was to kind of go, can you take us one more step?
1: Mm.
0: Like, whatever you think you could do, just, can you just do one more? Why? Just Just one more. And, and that's all I ask. Is could you do more? Because what I don't want, like, oh, i I told this to many people is that I don't want you to come down, right? Knowing that you could have done more. I don't want you to have the regret coming down that I could have done more. That's not going all in, right? Going all in means that you have no regret and you've done everything possible at that moment of time that that was the best that you got. Mm. And leaving, having regret is painful. And I'm, you did an interview with that, I think, you know, when people are just about to die. Brawny wear, yeah, Bronny Ware, Five regrets yeah. of the dying. And one of these regrets, right? Is the biggest regret is not doing things or not accomplishing something. It's always about not. There was a great Facebook video on that too. It was about everything was always not, what they didn't do. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Like everybody, it, has, it was a whiteboard, a blackboard in the middle of Central Park. Uh, and you know what, what? was your biggest regrets? And everybody wrote. You know, people walker by, just walked down and goes, "Not studying, or uh, not, you know, finishing my master's degree, or not, not traveling, doing, yeah, not traveling, or not, not, not saving." Exactly. It's always it's everything that was not. It was yes. really it was amazing, isn't it? Like it's we 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 have so many regrets, and I'm sure you have them, and I have them, but it's all the nots. But you know what is what's the flip side of that? Like what if you did? Like what's stopping you from doing the things that you do regret? There's something you can't go back and change because you know it's, it was time stamped. But there's certain things you can. You know what's stopping you?
1: Oh, there's some there's some wonderful examples. Can I share a real life example of that? Not from my life yeah, or there's... your life, but from one of our attendees. So Sarah and Adam Whiting, and big shout outs to the wonderful Whiting uh, duo. Mm. They are probably as we record this. Uh, getting ready to travel around Australia, mm. and then travel around the world. Yeah, and um, and they're not eighteen; they're not having a gap year. They're <laughs> they they're married. Uh, they're giving up, you know, uh, stable, lucrative jobs, mm-hmm. um, and they're doing something which they wanted to do a long time ago. But logically, it kind of didn't make sense. So now they've thrown logic out the door, and they're pretty much rubbing out the knot. From the whiteboard, and they're going to do it. Yeah, and oh my gosh, I I sensed such a great level of um, happiness, enthusiasm. They were so vibrant and just jumping out of their skin because they were doing something which made their hearts sing. It, it might not have made sense to the head or the mind, but their hearts were just so um, inspired and and joyous. And I think I think that's like you say, LT. Um, everyone will have regrets but undoing those regrets is definitely possible uh, it might not make sense in society but it's definitely possible and can be done and just kind of wanted to give Adam and Sarah a shout out because it took a lot of courage for them to do what they did mm. um, again giving up jobs um, uh, if, if I don't think they've sold their house but I think they're renting it out and all other things but just all the stuff that goes into it is, is remarkable
0: well I mean that's a big decision right like a lot a lot of people um, you know I I remember when I first decided to come to Australia, right? I graduated. I just literally just graduated. Um, I wasn't actually, when I made the decision, you know, I didn't even graduate yet. You know, but my wife, um, Karen, you know, didn't really love a job. And I, when I came to Australia for a couple of weeks for a student conference I was, you know, uh, that I was here for, fell in love with Sydney in terms of just the, the beauty of Australia. And I remember going back and said, you know, since we got nothing to lose, why don't we just, we don't even know where we want to live or where to set a practice. And why don't we just go there for a year? Like what oh, we that's... got to lose, right? What we got to lose? Like we, you know, a year in our life to go travel, and it's been a long year. Why don't
1: you for more than a year?
0: Yeah, I know. that year turned into like thirteen years so far, and <laughs> uh, and, and 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 that's the thing. Like, or well, when I moved from you know from Perth to Sydney, and, and it's like you know people was like, wow, like I can't believe you did that. Well, I, I I get that from that point of view, from other people's perspective, but I look at it and go, well, I didn't, I I don't want to go back and be regret. I, you know yeah. what scared me? I have people ask me like, "Why did you move?" I go, "The reason why I moved, honestly, was because I projected myself and saw myself in the future, like two, three years, uh, like say, what, like 2018 or 2019, and I got scared that I was still living in the same house." Yeah, that yeah. scared me
1: more than more than moving. That drove you to Sydney. That got you out of there. <laughs> that's right. I was like, yeah. "I'm out of here." But like, that's that's good though. That's I mean, you know what works? I'm very similar in terms of if you find something painful enough that drives you away from that, hmm. then just act on it.
0: Yeah. And, and and that's the thing, like there's so much opportunity in the world that like we talked about this in the last episode where the opportunity is just there for you to grab and for the take. You know, none, most of us listening to this don't have, um, you know, things that are holding us back. Like you have enough, right? You have enough to be able to live. You have enough. That you're not in poverty, most, you know, majority of you. And you do have enough. It's just, yes, you do have to sacrifice certain things to do certain things. But what, like, what are you doing it for? Like, that's where you got to figure. That's why the why episode last week was so important because that what drives you. And then now it's about okay, go do it. Like, go go do that thing once you find that why, and 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 keep on pursuing it. And don't make it a job. Don't make it a work. Like, make it your passion, and and make it something that you 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 love to do even when it's hard.
1: That's being all in. Being all in is doing it when it's hard. Yeah. Yeah i exactly. not just doing it when it's easy. So the rituals are habitual. They're all in. No matter what's going on around you, they're all in. We've spoken about accountability last week. We've spoken about peer group today. What about the day-to-day basis that you spoke about in terms of setting an intention? Do you think it's important when people make a big commitment in their life, is the intention the, uh, as simple as just making that, that micro commitment to that ritual? So this is the, the what I said about the polar opposite of what
0: i call all in. Okay, so the all in is a mindset. It's like you're all in. There's no, you know, turning back. You burn the you you cross the river of the Rubicon and you burn the boats so that you have you either stay and or you die fighting. And so that's the the, the mental attitude you need to have. And then the second part of that though, to make sure sure that rituals stick, is you're gonna have to learn to do something small, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the exact opposite sometimes. But it's it's about chunking down. So today, like absolutely, just like today one of the the, the the exercise I showed up at five thirty this morning and the workout was um and for some of you were related and I'll just make this quick it was like um it was twenty one cleans, right? So heavy lifting just cleaning it and then I had to do then twenty one dips, like on a ring. Okay? And then oh, 15, ring dips. Ring dips, right? And then I had oh, to yeah. go fifteen cleans and then fifteen dips and oh, then yeah. nine cleans and then nine dips. That's usually one workout. Now, no, no, no. That didn't finish. Then you have to go straight on to, right, 40 wall balls, which is like, you know, grabbing a big heavy ball and throwing up, I don't know how many feet in the air, all right, against the wall and then bouncing it back. 40 of them, like with the squat. Oh and then after that, 20 burpees, right, and then three rounds of that. What? Three <laughs> rounds. So then <laughs> basically 120 wall balls and 60 burpees, right, after the clean and the dip, like continuously took us i think they gave us 25 minutes i think i finished like 21 minutes or something but i looked at that board honestly when i just saw the board forgetting about like doing it i just like i looked at the board and go how on earth am i ever even going to finish this like complete this that's where my mind first went how was your champion mind at the time well exactly it was weak <laughs> and they said okay go for a run for warm up i'm like i'm running home Well, you know <laughs> and uh and, and so the, the thing, the, the hardest part of the workout was actually not the physical, the physical stuff was already tough. Like you knew that going in anyways, like that's what happens when you go all in, you know, that's going to be hard, but it's actually the mental, um, mental challenge. That I actually had to fight in my brain, not to think about the 40, like when I was doing the cleans and the dips, not to think about the 40 freaking wall balls and 20 burpees that's coming up next.
1: Oh, being, right. three so times being present right there nothing yeah. else and then yeah. when i was
0: doing the 40 wall balls i'm like i'm not even like i gotta get my mind stop thinking about how to do 120 of these but even though I'm forgetting about how to do 40 like just try to chunk it down to can i do 15 which yeah. i couldn't That's... like i think i did 15 once so yeah. I, had, then I had to try to get to 12 Mo- you know most of the time i got to 10 so i had to do like four rounds of 10 to finish off the 40 and then you got to do burpees i'm like can i do chunks of sevens you know and so it's like a seven seven six and 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 like i had to chunk everything down to like my new and stop worrying
1: about what's next i just need to worry if i can just complete this part first there's a lot of wisdom in that though everyone everyone so many people are worried about the big stuff about what's next but they're not doing the little chunky step that just has to happen right now because they're paralyzed because of what's going to happen in the future, Definitely. whether that's setting up a business, a relationship, money, what, health, whatever it is. It's all about that tiniest, smallest chunk, as LT was just describing. Just chunk it down. It doesn't matter if it got to one and doing it 40 times. It doesn't matter. It's whatever chunk you can deal with and go from there. And that builds the confidence.
0: You know, one of the productivity things we did at the, the Wellness Breakthrough was that you know, I talked about it's like how you take a 12-month goal then you chunk it down to, to you know quarterly goals, which is 90 days. And then how do you take that 90 league quarter project to chunk it down to a monthly uh, target? And then how do you take that monthly target and bring it down to a weekly target? And how do you bring the weekly target to a, a daily target? Mm. Right? And then how, in a day, what do you need to accomplish in that day to accomplish that? So it's like chunking it down right down to the minuscule of 30 minutes. What do I need to do in the next 30 minutes to actually get still chipping away, like a little bit chip away? Um, towards that goal, it's almost like uh, Shawshank Redemption. You know, if you, know, if you haven't seen the movie, oh. you just just plug your ears right now, or just press pause, or just fast forward, you know, a couple of minutes. But if you remember the movie, I like, won't well, we'll give it away. But one of the pinnacles thing of the movie at the end is like when that ending happens, right? is one of the greatest movies. When that ending happens, you recognize the painstaking, um, you know, process, right, of years that it took. And all the combination of things that he had to go through to make that um, that 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 ending happen in that movie, and that's what I see it down. It's like chipping away a little bit of time, but it's got to start somewhere. So you might as well make the next thing easy because most of us, we all—if you're listening to Champions Mind—you all have big goals, right? You all have dreams and goals which are massive, like they're usually big, like not just like, "Am I going to eat dinner tonight?" No, it's like usually big, like big, 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 right? And but the problem is that that's where it, the, the 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 drive is like, oh yes, that's going to be amazing. And then the next thing that happens is usually going, how am I going to do this? And then therefore, that's what paralyzes most people. What they don't spend the time on is chunking it down to the smallest pieces, so that the next piece, like the next thing they actually have to do, is so small and so easy that they slide right into it. Like mm. we're talking millimeters movement, right? to move to the next millimeter, and then the next millimeter, and so on and so forth. What we we lose track of is that we figure out how to worry about the big, like we're so far away. Well, every mile or every kilometer you run starts with every step, and we got to just worry about the next step.
1: Oh, LT, how much wisdom can you pack into one episode of Inside the Champion's Mind? This has been incredible, and um, I think ideally what people have learned from this is that Whatever you learn, whatever commitments you make, you can transform but there is a process and we've spoken about accountability, spoken about having a peer group and and leaving a peer group that doesn't support you if that's that's the case, making your rituals habitual by being 100% all in learning from the social proof, the people there that have done what you've done or inspired by what you're doing and then having the intention each day to do a small bite-sized chunk that is progress, not perfection that allows the confidence to build. I've really enjoyed this, LT. Thanks so much for sharing.
0: I love it that you take notes and then you can oh, yeah. just do a massive summary like that. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> oftentimes, people, I have no idea what I've said and uh, it's, it's brilliant that you actually take
1: notes. So, it's good. My pleasure. All right, now, guys. We're going to put a link to the Shawshank Redemption in there. Oh, probably, and 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 also a link to um, what you shared last week—the poster that you said got rave reviews that people can put up in their bathroom mirror. Oh yeah, the blog that I wrote. Okay, definitely, yeah.
0: I'll, uh, I'm definitely going to put that on Facebook. So you know, if you if you want to know what we we're talking about, go to facebook.com/slash um, inside the champion's mind. Listen to the last episode, which is 89. If you have listened to it, you probably would have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, go to facebook.com. It will be somewhere there. Uh, it will be a picture uh, of a hand raising up and out of the water. Uh, and the title should say, no one is here to save you. Uh, nice. com obviously is where this podcast is being broadcast. So please tell your friends. Please, please tell, share this with other people. If this is inspiring to you, don't keep it a secret. Tell someone about it. Um, I think they deserve to know because if you want to elevate your peer group, you should share this with your peers.
1: Because we outside... want to be the world's worst kept secret, don't we?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, another way you can help us actually is uh, you know, is go to iTunes and uh, comment. Uh, actually, uh, give us a rating and comment there because that's uh how we're going to be found by other people, uh, people like you, like minded people who love listening to these type of uh, these thought process and and, and, and uh, these type of um you know process that we go through in uh, daily lives and uh, and we discuss about it and i hope this helps in some way so this has been inside champions mind show dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do i'm lawrence tam he's marcus pierce i'll see you in the next episode this has been a production of the wellness couch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives